where we're more than just a podcast, we're a family. Go ahead and take some deep breaths, baby. You're safe here. Self-love, confidence, acceptance, and growth. Welcome home. Welcome to Probably Lead to Something. Hi, babies. Welcome back to another episode of Probably Late to Something. This, I will tell you today, has been a struggle. Uh, Those that are listening via audio, I am also recording for my YouTube for the first time. So it's going to be on my YouTube channel, Malia Schmoliger. And I've been waiting for weeks and I've been posting a lot on my Instagram, also Malia Schmoliger, about how I wanted a certain podcast room. I wanted a chair and I I wanted a neon pink light, which I have. If you guys are here looking on YouTube, you guys can see it. If you're on podcast, I'm sorry, you cannot see it. But um, I honestly love the chair. I love my little blanket that I have. I love my sign. I also got a new microphone. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I wanted you guys to get like a really up close and like crisp, I guess, uh, sound of my voice. So I also went bougie and I got the microphone that all the really, really cool podcasters use, like call her daddy and stuff. Like I'm not bitch. I wanted to be bougie. So I I did it all, but I am going to make today's episode a little shorter just because I have literally been filming for hours and it just hasn't working. So I'm going to make it a little bit shorter, but I'm also going to give this a go. I'm not going to be mean to myself because sometimes I get so stressed out that it's not going to work out the way that I want that I literally just overwhelm myself and I'll delete everything. So I'm going to try not to do that. So thank you guys for even showing up in the beginning. But if you could just be a little patient on today's episode, I'd really appreciate it. But I'm going to be talking today about my hall of shame. If you guys watched one of my last YouTube videos, I talked about boys and my embarrassing like boy stories and me like being desperate and I showed all the screenshots and in that I called all those screenshots my hall of fame so I asked you guys on my Instagram and the podcast Instagram at probably late to something what stories I should tell and you guys came up with some good ones the first one that you guys wanted to hear is my first period story So this is a total TMI, but I'm going to just release it all. I'm going to be honest and raw with you guys. So here it goes. Um, I was 15 years old. And at this time, when you're like a teenager, I guess I wasn't a teenager. I was 15. But at this time, um, everyone had started their periods. I felt like I was the last freaking girl in the world to start her period. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, I'm not a woman. Oh my God. And I was so, I was like Googling ways to start your period. Like how weird, like, why would you want this? Also for the people, for the people that are on YouTube, don't mind my swollen cheeks. I just got my wisdom teeth taken out and hurting literally talks. I mean, talking literally hurts, but I'm doing my best. I'm on that oxy. So let's just, we're just going to roll with it. Um, but so I was 15 and I was at a family, a family gathering for Thanksgiving and I was wearing a white dress, right? And I go into the bathroom and I go to go to the bathroom and I pull down my panties and there's like a whole bunch of black mush and gush in there. And I looked up what like black discharge was and they said it was a vaginal cancer. So I started bawling my eyes out and I'm like preparing my funeral like speech for myself because I'm like, I have vaginal cancer. Like who knows how long this has been in there. So then my mom comes to the room and the bathroom because I call her in there and I'm crying and she's like, what's wrong? And I show her, she's like, Malia, that's old period blood. You just started your period. And I was like, oh my God, they got out dying. I didn't want to die at all. I was only 15 years old. Like I, it was such a relief, uh, that washed over me, I will say. But then I'm thinking it's going to be like calm, cool. I'm thinking I'm all cool. I'm texting my friends. I go outside to the dinner table and my grandpa does a speech about how I'm a new woman. And I just started my first period. So that was really awkward and embarrassing, but that was my first period story. Um, Someone said first kiss. Okay, this one is actually funny. So 
I, I was a weird girl back in the day. People always assume, well, I don't know why I said that. You guys might not assume at all. I was going to say people assume that I'm cool, but maybe they don't. Anyways, all, all funny people weren't cool. I feel like in high school and middle school, but anyways, I was really weird. I was just like a, not like a creepy, but I was just super weird. Like I was so in my own world that I wasn't like aware of other people, if that makes sense. I hadn't become super anxious and I didn't overthink anything at that time. So <laughs> I definitely do now. Yay. But so I was at the beach a lot at this point. This was my freshman year of high school. So I was at the beach a lot and it wasn't to like be at the beach and like just like go swimming. Like this was like I was hanging out with the bad kids. I feel like that just like smoked weed under the pier and like smoke cigarettes. We thought smoking cigarettes was so cool. Like how embarrassing is that? Smoking a cigarette? You're 15 years old, Amalia. Sit down. Anyways, I would go into the pier and I'd like lie to my mom about where I was and I would smoke a whole bunch of cigarettes and smoke a whole bunch of weed and mainly always have panic attacks because weed just doesn't sit right with me. Like it just doesn't. I want to talk about acid another time and drugs another time, but doesn't sit right with me. So anyways, I met this boy there. His name was Thomas. I doubt he'll ever watch this, but if you're seeing this, Thomas, hi. Hope you're doing well. But so his name is Thomas, right? And I was so nervous to have my first kiss. I will not shit you. I was so nervous that I would always kiss my friends. I would like get drunk and be like, hey, do you want to kiss? And I would say it wasn't my first kiss, but I would kiss all my friends. So that my first kiss was actually my friend in the bathtub when I was super high. That was my first kiss. Um, but she didn't know that. So Tiffany, if you're watching this, you were my, actually my first kiss. I should have known I was like bisexual then, you know, like what? But anyway, so my first kiss was like a boy, like my first kiss kiss, right? It was this guy named Thomas. He literally asked me to be his girlfriend after knowing me for like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, yes, we're in love. And then two days later, he's like meeting up at the like beach with me. And Bella's like, he's going to kiss you. And I was super nervous again. I was so fucking nervous. I actually, I'm trying to remember if my kiss was, with my friend Tiffany was before or after that. I don't know, but this was my first kiss with him and it was just absolutely terrible. I guess I had had my first kiss before, like a peck, like, but I hadn't had my first like make out, like tongue and whatever. So she was like, he's definitely going to try to kiss you. And I was like, oh my God, so nervous. And when I get nervous, I get like gassy because I can't like, I can't just like hold, I don't know. I get so overwhelmed. Um, and I remember him pulling up and he was like outside of a car. I don't think he drove. Maybe one of his friends drove or something. And he's like skinny white boy, like tall guy. Looks like he was dying. That's like the trend nowadays too. So I just hopped on it before all y'all. Now I've moved on to like grown men, but before, you know, whatever, skitter boys. Yes. Um, and he just like walks up to me and he just sticks his tongue in his mouth. I mean, he, stick, he sticks his tongue in my mouth and I shit you not. I went to try to do it. I got overwhelmed and I was also high at the time too. So I was already anxious and I got overwhelmed and it just felt like a lizard was sticking its tongue in my mouth. Like that's literally what it felt. It felt like, like he was just like, like sticking his tongue in my mouth. So I pulled back and you know what I fucking said? I've never thought about this since that moment, but you know what I said? I said, I think we should break up. I broke up with him immediately. I wonder how scarring that was for him. I literally broke up with him immediately after that and was like, don't ever talk to me again. Don't ever touch me again. I immediately called it quits at that moment. So that is that 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 really sucks for him but that was like my first kiss or it was my bathroom kiss i don't know the next one was losing my virginity and i'm gonna be completely honest with you guys this one is worse like this one is worse way worse but i'm gonna be raw and honest like i always do and i'm just gonna tell you my losing my virginity story um so i was dating this guy named I don't want to say his name because people actually know him. So I'm not going to say his name. Uh, we'll say Dickface um, or weirdo. But I was dating this guy and we had been dating for three months. And at this time, I was a freshman in high school. And I thought losing my virginity was like, I was weird to even have it, which I wish I would have been able to go back and like tell myself or my younger self, like, 
girl. Just because people are out there having sex doesn't mean you have to have sex. Like, you're a kid. You're 15 years old. Relax. You just got your period, honey. Like, calm down. But everyone was having sex. And, or just maybe everyone I was hanging out with. But I felt like having my virginity at 15 was so lame. So I met this guy. We dated for three months. Because I Googled. I'm like, when's the right time to like have sex with someone? And it said like three months or something. Cosmopolitan or whatever. And we were dating for three months. And we finally had my mom take me to his dad's house, right? So obviously, like, he's a boy. He was, like, a year older than me, too. So he was 16. And his dad was, like, chill. And he wasn't one of those, like, protective parents. Like, he knew why I was going over. Everyone knew. My mom even, like, literally was driving me. She's like, you're about to lose your virginity, aren't you? That's kind of weird. Maybe that is weird. Like, I don't know. Like, let's just let's not go down that road. But yeah, basically it was like a planned thing because he had always come over to my house. But because he was at my house, my mom made me leave my door open. Like we couldn't do it. So going over to his house for the first time, it was like, let's get lit. Anyways, uh, I pulled up to homeboy's crib and he didn't even have a mattress. He didn't even have a bed. Like, I don't know why I started with the mattress. I should start with the bed frame, bed springs. I should start with a dresser or nightstand he had nothing he literally had nothing but a mattress pad on the floor right and i i didn't think any of this was like a red flag i mean i guess his family's financial status isn't a red flag but like it's definitely not the right vibe for your first time if that makes sense so I am sitting there on the mattress pad on his floor and I remember like touching the mattress pad and I flipped it over because there was like a little tiny sheet on it and I flipped it over and I realized there was holes all in the bottom of it. I was like, there's holes in this. And he freaked out. He was like, this is so, this is, this is like a peak of like, what the fuck? He literally said, oh my God, don't tell my dad. I eat it. And he grabbed a piece and he put it in his mouth and he swallowed it. And he was like a really big football player and he was pretty good at it. Well, apparently not because he he's not even, he only got to, into a D2 or D3 school. And now he's a, I'm not going to say the rest of it. But anyways, because I know people probably fucking know him in this area. Um, but yeah, so he was eating his mattress pad and he knew his dad was going to get mad. I mean, I just assumed his dad was going to get mad because he shouldn't be eating whatever that is like foam like styrofoam uh because it's bad for his body and also bad for his football career but i'm thinking maybe um on the other hand it could just be because that was his fucking bed (laughs) that was his fucking bed like don't eat that your dad's probably gonna be so mad at you he's gonna be like we aren't buying you another one that was that was insane that's like a anyway so I lost my virginity actually in, I'm going to be very descriptive, um, in doggy style. First of all, we're like, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. You do it in an intimate moment with someone that loves you and you pick something like missionary, like something where you look into each other's eyes and you feel safe and comforted. That's not what the fuck happened with me. Um, and he literally like broke the cherry And then his dad knocked on the door and was like, pizza. And you know what this fucking boy did? This boy immediately got up, put on his clothes, and opened the door and left. And I sat in the room by myself, and I started crying. Because I was like, wait, like, I thought I didn't care about this, but now I realize I do. And that was, like, a really bad experience. And I felt literally so gross and then you know what the fuck this boy also did he comes back in he's like why aren't you coming out i was like dude i just lost my virginity like and you left to go get pizza like i'm sad and he started crying because he felt bad i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed okay listen it's not about always being confident. It's about growing your confidence. And it sure as hell isn't about always having self-esteem. It's about growing that shit too, because I clearly had none when I was younger and I'm still learning and I'm not trying to judge myself. I forgive her. <laughs> I forgive her for being like a desperate, like a little girl and put, put her, that put herself through so much bad shit. But 
that's a story. Oh, and then to top it off, because you would think it couldn't get worse, right? You would be like, mm, that's the that's the end of it. Like that's that's as bad as it can get. Like I get that. You would think that, but that's not true. In fact, it it got worse because three days later, he cheated on me. Yeah. Three days cheated on me. Fuck you. And then literally like two months ago. So that was a long time ago. That was when I was 15. So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That was seven years ago. Okay. That was, a, that was a pretty long time ago, right? But like two months ago, my sister texts me a screenshot that he's on her Snapchat hitting on her. He's on my little sister who just turned 18. So she's not like little but she's little to me he snapped out of my little sister and asked to like hang out with her i was like you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen like you don't even remember what my little sister looked like like that it so then i texted him let me pull up the text actually <laughs> let me put up the text i don't know if i saved his name oh yeah i did uh this is on august night i said hey this is malia i don't know if this is to your number but don't text my little sister hitting on her that's so weird and fucking gross or snap her that's creepy he says first off i didn't know that was your sister and i don't know how i got her snap apologies i left that on open because apology accepted but like i want to flick him like a fucking bug like get get as far away from me as possible and yeah so he was the first boy to really cheat on me um there was more that came after that but like you know we gotta we gotta keep it we gotta keep it the plot going we gotta keep the plot spicy so you know trauma is the best way to do that um so let's see what else oh so people were asking too about like worst dates and i don't know if this is sad or not but i realize i haven't really gone on a lot of dates like i haven't really i feel like i've only really dated people that i went on dates with does that make sense hold on hold on like i feel like i didn't ever just casually date I would find someone I liked, go on a date, and then end up dating that person. So I didn't have like 50 dates with random guys until I like narrowed it down. I only literally liked a person and like got locked in on them and went from there. But I'm trying to think of like awkward. Oh, oh my God. I can tell you this one guy. I hope I don't even know. Like you hear about stalkers, but you don't ever think it's going to be you. That is a fact. And I, this happened before I even grew a platform, but so I mat, I either matched, no, no, no. This guy DM'd me back when I was in college, he DM'd me on Instagram and I was really lonely at the time. And I had just gone through a lot of shit. I wish I never responded to this man. Like, that was a mistake. Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. I can't like stop and like edit this part out. So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Um, but oh my goodness. Uh, stop Oakley. I'm texting Ben because he's so annoying. Um, anyways, I should have never texted him. I should have never responded. But he asked me to, like, take me somewhere. Oh, he, he asked if he could take me to those escape rooms, right? So, first of all, we go to this escape room. And, first of all, he's shorter than me. Which, I dated boys that were shorter than me before. But, like, this one just, like, wasn't worth it. I don't mean to be rude, but this one just wasn't worth it. So, he was shorter than me. And he took me to this escape room. And the escape room, I thought it was going to be, like, something, like, scary and cool. But it was about history, and cowboys so that was just embarrassing as fuck like i didn't want to be there like it was it was too difficult like i didn't understand it and it just wasn't fun i was so bored and he was like awkward so he would just stare at me he would just literally stare at me and like make deep breathing sounds and he would always like move his like hands on his pants because i think his hands were sweating like it was just not um a good experience uh but then either way i used to get really pressured into like staying with someone instead of being like okay i'm done goodbye i would get pressured into like hang out with them after the date and like something like that so i went 
oh my God, this is so terrible. But anyways, I, I went back to my house and he was basically like, pretty much saying he was coming inside and I was too nice again to be like, no, don't. I was like, okay, sure. Only for a little bit. Cause I am like tired, blah, blah, blah. So we're like sitting on the couch and he puts his arm around me and I was just like, oh God, I want this guy to leave so bad. But, um, he was just so like into me and he really, really, really liked me. And it was just, there was no connection there on my end. So moral of the story ended up like kind of like getting out of something, right? Like I think he had made plans like right before he left. I was like, sure. I should have said no again. Like I should have just said no for the both of us, but I didn't. Right. So I was like, sure. So he leaves. And I guess that day that he was trying to make plans, I was like, listen, like, I, I, I'm not feeling too good. He's like, why? And I was like, okay, shit. Like I have to like make something up. So I was like, I'm super anxious right now. I just don't feel good. Like I just, I'm going to have to cancel. Like I'm just not in a good place in my life right now to be seeing anyone and whatever. And he would, he sent me like gigantic paragraphs back like gigantic paragraphs and about how I need to do better for myself and I need to not like lock myself away from love just because I think I'm not ready like he's there to be there for me and help me through this and all this stuff and eventually I just came clean I was like dude like I'm not into you I'm not into you oh my god I have another bad date story yay I was like listen I'm just not into you and from then on he stalked me like he would make so many different accounts and reach out I have two more date stories okay I do have date stories that were bad which I guess is like not a good thing but like I have stories yay so he would just constantly like make different accounts different accounts different accounts would not stop messaging me until I literally had to block him I genuinely had to block him so my other bad date story was with a police officer. First of all, that should be my first flag. I used to be a firm believer that like not all cops are bad. And I, I still know that you can't say all cops are bad because like you can't say all people are bad. Like not every cop is a bad guy, but a lot of them are pieces of fucking shit. Like I swear, like after my interaction with the cops and obviously being arrested and going to jail, <laughs> um, I had a newfound just like view of police officers and the way they conduct themselves, the way they carry themselves, the way that they are not, I feel like sometimes genuinely looking to protect and serve, which I know people are like, duh, we've been saying that. But I grew up a lot around a lot of cops and I and I know cops that are good men and good fathers and good husbands. Um but yeah, the ones that I ran into were just, I can understand why people hate them and talk a lot of shit about police officers. Um, sadly, my camera is about to die. So I'm going to have to charge this bad boy and come back when I have charged it. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll see you guys in a jiffy. And we're back, guys. Sorry about that. But like I said, just a little bit of patience for this episode. I'm still getting used to recording both at the same time. But back to where we were, my horrible date with this police officer guy. So I want to give you a little bit of background. The only reason I matched with him, because at this point I was only dating women for like a year and a half at this point. The only reason I matched with him is because I went to happy hour with my mom. Now, if you guys know me and my mom and have seen me and her, uh, our, how our date days end up turning into or end up what they end up turning into you guys know that we just get into some shit. Like we just get into some shit, especially when there's liquor in our system, which most of the time there always is. By the way, I've been sober three and a half weeks now, which I, I'm not sure if I'm going to like always be sober for the rest of my life, but I definitely haven't gravitated towards alcohol recently. And I am proud of that. Um, so yeah, I just like having control over myself. Cause I think some people might only be able to have like four glasses of wine and never go over. But for me, it's like, there's just certain times like the worst moments of my life have happened because of alcohol and I don't want to chance it anymore. Like it's just not worth it, honestly. Um, but so yeah, I'm at a happy hour or like lunch date with my mom and she, she asked for my phone and she's like, I really want to see what you girls are seeing on Tinder. And I wasn't even on Tinder at the time. So I was like, oh shit, like, let me just download it. And I made a whole profile for my mom specifically. And I gave her my phone and she was swiping through it, like roasting people, making fun of people. But she ended up matching with this guy within like a few minutes um because my shit blows up with matches like you feel me anyways but so i immediately she i he messaged me and i responded because i was just like a little tipsy and whatever anyways 
well, he ends up asking me to dinner that night. And normally I would not do something like that. But for some reason, I was feeling like a little bold that day. Obviously, it's probably the uh, mimosas in my body at the time. But so I ended up saying yes. And I pulled out to the restaurant. And I also was totally down for a free meal. Like, I don't know who wouldn't want a free meal. Like, I'm about that. I'm about that action. So I pull up. I should have ran the other direction when um, I sat down and saw that he had his own name tattooed on him. And not just like, you know, like a tiny little thing on his arm, like full, like full letters, like all down his forearm. Like it was giant. Like it was the only thing it covered his entire arm. And I asked him, I was like, whose name is that? He said, mine. And I was like, you have your own name tattooed on you? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, when I put a baby in you, mind you, first date, when I put a baby, first like 10 minutes of the date, he goes, when I put a baby in you, um, we're going to name my child after me too. He's like, that's something that's an absolute requirement of mine. Um, You will have to name our baby after me because I'm named after my father. Like a way that is a, that was the weirdest thing ever. So the day continues. I ended up having to get drunk on the day because it was just so awful. Like it was the worst date ever. Honestly, I don't think it could have been any worse than that. So I end up leaving. And after that, he became a stalker too. Like when I tell you that he's texted me like three months ago, like He's blocked at this point off of like multiple devices, but he would not stop. Like at the date, like when I was saying goodbye, I was like, he's like, well, I see you again. I was like, honestly, I'm like pretty gay. So probably not. And then he texted me to go out. And I said again, like, you're a super sweet guy, but I'm just really not like into you in that way. Um, Maybe we could be friends. And then he like kind of freaked out on me and was like, that's rude. Like we went on a date, blah, blah. And I just kind of like let it brush off a week later. He's texting me, Hey, want to go out? I just didn't respond. Then he started texting me selfies. He started texting me pictures of himself. Like what? What? So eventually, uh, I blocked him. I just blocked him. Cause that was just weird. Like that was just weird. Like what? You'd, first of all, within 10 minutes, you're going to say, I want to have a baby with you. You have to really, really just be a different kind of guy. Only cool thing that came out of that experience was that he was a cop. And this was at like the peak of black lives matter and everything that was going on. So I really wanted to know his perspective being a black police officer. How did you, how do you feel Um, what is your viewpoint on that? And he said he was fully in support of Black Lives Matter, but Black Lives Matter obviously isn't in support of him. And that sucks because he is a black man and he is a police officer. And he says he was like doing it for the right reasons or whatever. But one thing that he said that really caught my attention was I said, because he's the only person that will genuinely know how to fix the system, right? Because he's a police officer. Like he knows what you could do to fix it, right? But a lot of cops don't want you to fix the system because they want to be alpha and they want to be in control. Um, And I know that again, because of my experiences and also a cop sits outside our house every day uh, because they know about Ben, they know about me and they literally stalk us and they talk about us all the time on their little dumb walkie talkies, like losers. Um, anyways, that's not the story. But so I asked him, I was like, what do you think we could do to fix this problem? Like what, what's the solution to this problem? Right. And he was like, the problem is growing up. Cause he, he was a police officer for kind of like a rougher part of this area. Um, and he was like, the problem is that the black community talks so much crap about police officers and we, they listen to a lot of rap music and they think that being thugs are like cool. And I mean, I, I know people try to argue with me on that, but like I went to high school, I saw the boys, I saw the Boys either go straight to school after college, go straight to football after college, or they went to the streets. They thought it was cool to stack money and um, 
be drug dealers and sod called rappers, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm not fucking racist. I'm black myself. But like, I think that people just need to hear the hard truth. And this was a black man that was saying that. And he was like, I think that it's not cool to be a cop. So all these kids growing up in these bad areas, the last thing they want to do is be a police officer. So the problem is that you have people from other areas like other white men that are from, you know, the white collared, like nice, neat um, neighborhoods, they're going into police neighborhoods that they don't understand. They don't understand the kids in the neighborhood. They don't understand the lifestyle that they've faced. They don't understand the different cultural aspects in that. And that leads to a bigger problem that leads to all the clashes and all the violence. And how do you stop that? You need more kids from that area being police officers technically is what he was saying but i just like the way he did that obviously i'm not trying to be offensive i i'm i'm not a perfect person so i can definitely word things wrong i'm always up to discussion about things but that's kind of how i view it i think i think also it's so scary to say anything about race nowadays because people get so offended so quickly and i as a mixed person i don't I guess I can see the world in black and white. Um, I actually did my college essay on that. But I think it is such a struggle because people aren't there and speaking to listen and to learn. People are speaking to be right. And most of the time, or put their put, get their point across, but most of the time too, I think that people aren't listening to receive and reflect on what the other person's saying. I think they're listening to find a fault in it. Um, that's what I've taken from social media, like with cancel culture, um, with politics too. I think a lot of us are just ignorant. A lot of us don't know what's going on. I know for a fact that, well, I guess we'll talk about this another time because I have a lot of stuff to say recently about like politics and stuff, but I will stick with the fun date stories and all of that little funness. Uh, last date story that I'll talk about was... A guy I met at a club, okay? And when I'm telling you this is so, like, funny or whatever, at this point, I just gone out of a relationship again. I just do the worst things, I feel like, and make the worst decisions when I'm fresh out of a relationship, but don't we all? Um, and I was really into the sugar daddy thing, right? So I went to this club and this guy was sitting there and he was not my type at all, but he was like, showing me his bank account which is like a really bad sign of like who he was but I feel like also was like super douchey so it's like I'm totally gonna use you but on the next date I guess this isn't a horrible date but he ended up being really creepy but the next that night I said tomorrow will you buy me Yeezys like all it was just a trade-off I was like if you buy me stuff I'll hang out with you and he was like yeah I'll meet you at the mall so in the morning he texts me he's like ready to go to the mall and I was like I'm gonna bring my two friends and we want to eat so like that whole night that I met him he was paying for all of our drinks and all this stuff and he gave me $200 cash just to like keep so I was like seems legit next day he pays for my friends and our dinners and takes me to get Yeezys buys them outright and then I leave mind you never touched him and whatever uh next date again takes like me and all my friends out and pays for a whole bunch of stuff for like our our uh what did we do we went uh what did we do we went to top golf and we did that so he was fun for a little bit but i could tell he was really really falling for me because he started talking about opening up a business and allowing me to run it and at that point i was like nah I'm good. And then they got super, super angry with me because I said that I was good. And oh my God, you know what the funniest thing about that? I, that's why th this is crazy, right? The night that I met this guy, the night that I met this guy, and he also has reached out on multiple email accounts, multiple blocked numbers. The reason, so after I, okay, there's multiple things I want to say. So after I told him I wasn't really into him, I also posted a TikTok about it because I ended up getting back with one of my exes because uh, we were like on a like a breakup, literal like a little tiny breakup, and then we decided to get back together. And sounds like one of those friends moments, you know. Uh, but so we were 
back together. So I posted TikTok because he wouldn't stop texting me off of like random numbers. And I posted a TikTok of what he was saying, like a screenshot of all the weird stuff he was saying. And he's like, F your ex, I'm better than her, blah, 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 blah. And it was just so weird. So I posted it. And I guess one of his friends like knew, even though I used like a nickname for him, I used like an abbreviation of his name. Um, he got so upset about it. And he started reaching out to me. He was like, you need to take that down. You need to take it down. And I was like, no, it's funny. And no one knows who you are. Like, do you know how many people are called that? I know three off the top of my head right now. And he was just so upset about it. And he made it such a big deal. And he was not. And like, he kept reaching out to me on his, like his mom's number, his aunt's number, his brother's number, his cousin's number. And eventually I took it down. But I was like, if you ever talk to me again, I will literally file a restraining order. I ended up having to tell him that. Like, he was just a weird guy. And then like, Three months ago, he uh, emailed me and was like, hey, and it just said from blank at the end. And I was like, are you insane? So I blocked it and put it straight to spam. Um, But the thing that's so funny about that is that the night that I met him, right, at the club and whatever with my friends, the other police officer walks up to me. He walks up to me. And that the new guy literally looked like he was going to kill him. He was like, I will take him out. And I was like, what? Like, calm down. But they were both creeps. They were both so weird. Like, I would have let them battle and I would have walked away like yawning. Like, I did not care for either of them. Swoop, swoop. Get out of my face and out of my life for good. Oh, tragic times. Both so weird and creepy. But that about sums up like my just terrible dates and things like that. I'm going to see if there's a few more uh, that I want to answer. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> someone wants me to. I also said I could read some of them out. And someone said I fell in front of my first crush. I think that's funny i also fell in front of one of my first crushes i was actually super weird that's an embarrassing story right there one of my first crushes i met him in elementary school and i was so obsessed with him until like the end of middle school i could not get over him and i was also obsessed with sims so i would make like my little sims world games malia his last name like imagine imagine that Sorry, I don't know if you could hear that. But just imagine that. That's just tragic. I, I couldn't I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not going to allow myself to think about that any longer. But anyway, so I found out that we lived in the same neighborhood. So I would ride and he lived on a cul-de-sac, right? So I would ride my bike literally around the cul-de-sac. I didn't even live near there. Like I lived on the opposite side of the neighborhood, but I would ride my bike around his cul-de-sac hoping to run into him. Like, what do you mean hoping to run into him? You're stalking him and you're sitting outside of his house. And then one day, um, his like car pulls up. So I jump into a bush. I jump off my bike and jump into a bush. Another day, this is like scary, but I was like eight or nine. Um, another day I was standing like outside of his house like trying to walk around like look all cool so if he like looked outside of his window he like saw me looking cool and his dad opened the door and was like are you here for christopher oh well whatever there's so many christopher's but his dad opened the door was like are you here for him and i was like no and he was like are you sure do you want me to go get him and i was like no and i got my bike and i ran the fuck away ew you want to know what else oh my god i can't even believe i'm going down this fucking path um another thing that i did so cringe was i was in hip-hop class me and my friend julia were in hip-hop class right and they give you these little routines that you know and they're called like a b c whatever the heck um or like one two three whatever and we would always ride our bikes to and from school together in the morning times and whatnot. And when we were leaving school one day, there's like a big intersection that we had to like wait at to cross. I saw that he was in his car with his mom and I decided to put my bikes on. I was like, Julia, like, let's do that. Let's do that hip hop routine right here. Like on the side of the crosswalk. Do you, are you hearing this? Like, are you hearing this? Like, I 
sat there and was like doing like a hip hop dance. Super cool. Hoping that he was going to see like, I, I hate him. I, I hate the way I was and I'm embarrassed and it's so cringy, but I also blame him. So I'm going to just hate him because I can't hate myself. So I'm going to just hate him. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hate him. Um, because that's just, that is the most tragic thing ever. But the one good thing that did come out of that guy was my best friend, Kayla. Um, it was in elementary school, fifth grade. I was obsessed with him. I also, oh my God. I also, oh my gosh. He was probably so scared of me. I also, before this or like after, I have no idea when this was. It was like four years that I had a crush on him. I also zapped myself. Do you guys remember what zap was? It was like, you'd write the word zap on your hand or something. And then you'd write the name of someone in your palm of your hand. You're supposed to do it to someone else. Right. And, uh, they have to like open their palm and they have to ask that person to like be their girlfriend or something or be their boyfriend or like get their number or something. So I zapped myself obviously because I had no fucking friends. Like who else was going to zap me? <laughs> no one. There's no one there. Um, I zapped myself and I obviously wrote his name in it. So I walked up to him in the lunch. Oh my God. I have so much to say about this guy. I should have just started with him. This is terrible. This is honestly just so freaking bad. But so I, (laughs) I went up to him in the lunch line. I remember my heart like beating in my chest. Like I was so nervous to go up to this guy and ask him to be my boyfriend. Like I was so terrified and I didn't, he said no. So that was cool. And I was like, well, it's just a zap. (laughs) How embarrassing. That is so traumatizing. That is so, so, so traumatizing. But let me tell you what's even worse, actually, because it gets worse. Again, like you would believe that it wouldn't get worse, but it does. It really, really does. I... One day when I was grounded, right? I was grounded. My mom took my phone. I was having, I had a Blackberry at the time, a Blackberry with like the scroller button. I thought it was so cool. I really went to my grandpa and demanded a Blackberry and within like three days got one instead of my little iPhone I think I had at the time or something like that. Um, So I have my Blackberry. My mom grounded me. So she put it on the top of her TV and I was like all pouty about it. But when my mom got in the shower, I would always take my phone off and I would look at it, right? So I take my phone. This is such a terrible story. This is just a bad story, but I take my, or I guess sad story. So I take my phone off of the TV and I look at it and Christopher had texted me and I was so over the moon because he said, will you be my girlfriend? Like all my dreams for years had finally come true. Right. So I'm in my room, I'm jumping up and down. I'm having the biggest celebration ever. Like my life has changed. Like I was so happy. You have no idea. And then I typed back. Yes. And I put my phone back on the top of the television. Right. I go to school the next day. So excited. But I noticed he's not like not talking to me or anything. So I'm like, oh, he's waiting for recess or something like that. And I remember like walking in line to our next class and this other guy that was just like the class clown or whatever walks up. He's like, wasn't that so funny that like he played that joke on you and faked asked you to be his girlfriend? Yeah, my heart fell in my stomach and I just remember laughing and being like, yeah, ha ha ha. So that was really sad. And then I went home that day and looked at my phone and I read the message that was like, hey, just kidding. Ha ha ha. This was a prank. So that made me sad to think of because I wish I could beat his fucking ass. Him, He's such a stupid fucking bitch. That's what I wish I could do. I wish I could tell him what a stupid bitch he is um, and like flick his forehead and like squirt mayonnaise all over him and give him bad breath and gingivitis for the rest of his life. That's what I would do if I could, but good thing I'm not in control because people would just be suffering. People that deserve to suffer would suffer, I'd tell you that right now. But that's just a sad, sad route to go. So thankfully we're different now. Thankfully I would never do any of that shit now. But 
like I said, only good thing that came out of that was my friend Kayla, because when this was a few years before all of this, before we got to middle school, um, she was talking to him and I was getting so upset that she was talking to him because I didn't want other girls dating him. And like, maybe it was a stalker. That's why I got stalked after, but whatever, moving forward. Um, this is like so long ago, but as I was watching her talk to him. I was just like trying to think, come up with a way to like get the attention off of her and onto me. So I walked up and I was like, do you know your skirt see-through? Because she was wearing like black underwear and she was wearing a white skirt. So it was completely see-through. Like I remember it like clear as day. So because of that comment, and I thought nothing of it because then like he looked at me and was like, what's up? And I started talking to him. So I had no like, I didn't think anything of it. I was just trying to deflect and my attention was on him, not on her and what that could have done. So the next day we're in class and they call me and Kayla to the guidance counselor's office. So we look at each other and I'm walking out of the classroom and we're walking down the hallways. And I remember I was like skipping on all the like colored squares on the floor. And I was like, do you know why we're going here? And she was like, no eyes to the floor. Kayla, you fucking liar eyes to the floor. And I was like, okay. So we show up, we sit in the chairs and this guy and counselor, me and Kayla have looked at her, looked for her for years now. We cannot figure out her freaking name because now it's like so many years, like 12 years later and we are still best friends. So I just, we would love to say thank you to her for what she did for us and like creating that friendship. But so she sat us both down and was like, you both have single moms and you both don't have fathers. You're both mixed or, you know, uh, darker skinned. So, or I guess not white. I guess that's the best way to say it. Just not fucking white. And she was like, you guys would be good friends. So we leave, right? And we're walking down the hallway. I'm skipping on the steps again. And this is like how much of an oblivious person I was at this young age. I said, do you want to be best friends? And she was like, yeah. And that's literally how we became best friends. And we haven't like taken a time off since then. So that's the only good thing that ever came out of that man. Other than that, just, just tragic and probably a lot of trauma so that's that's fantastic worst high school moments um probably when this girl ran up on me at the library like it was so weird like I was such a nerd I didn't talk to people in high school like I just minded my own business I was like emo wore chokers had long really long red hair at the time and just minded my business honestly. And all my friends went to different schools. So I always ate lunch in the library. And I remember trying so hard to make friends because it was so embarrassing to eat lunch by yourself. And sometimes they would close the library. So I'd eat lunch in the bathroom or I would eat lunch, like walking around and wouldn't stand in the same place for too long so that people wouldn't understand and like piece it together that I was alone. Um, which is so sad. I wish I could just sip it myself. And like one of these groups of girls that I met, the girls are so mean. One of these groups of girls that I was trying to sit with, they would ditch me. Like they would be like, oh, we're in this room and they wouldn't end up being in that room. And then I would text them all throughout lunch being like, where are you? Where are you? Hey guys, hey guys. And then they wouldn't answer. And then we'd have the same class right after. Like just a bitch. Like, and I know you know who I'm talking about. Like if you're watching this, you know exactly who you are. Um, Cause she's tried to say hi to me since then. And like people have tried to get me to hang out at her house and stuff. And I'm like, I will never talk to that girl. Like she's a cunt. But so this other group of girls that I was meeting, I'm still friends with one of them, but this other girl was like, I don't know. I, I knew we had gone to elementary school together, but like, I didn't remember like really who she was and like, I didn't think we had a memory there. So I would sit with her and the girl I'm still friends with in the library. And I remember she was like struggling with math homework. So I was like, oh, here, like, let me help. And I like helped her with her math homework and everything. And then the next, like, we sit like this for like a few, like a week, I think, or like a week and a half. And one day I, ow, I just hit myself. One day I show up at school and someone runs up to me, like literally walk through the freaking doors of school. Someone runs up and is like, can you believe this girl's going to fight you? And I was like, who? And they were like, yeah, this girl's going to fight you. And I was like, what? I was like, I was just helping her with her homework. Why is she going to fight me? Uh, th this Malia right now would be like, let's go. Let's fucking rumble. I'm not going to get bullied into anything. I will literally swing until I cannot anymore. But the Malia back then was terrified and she didn't want 
anyone to beat her up. Like she was like, what the heck? I remember like going to my mom's afterwards and asking her for like advice. And she was like, do the armadillo, like curl into a ball and let the girl beat you up. Like try to protect your face. Like what the fuck mom? Like, Oh, I have so many words I need to share to her after this. Cause she should have done better. Um, but so I remember like trying to hide from her. Cause I was like, where the fuck is this girl? Like, why is she going to try to fight me? Like, I don't remember her. I don't know what, what she wants for me. I don't know what I did. Um, I think a day passes the next day. I end up asking someone cause everyone started talking about her. Like, yes, she's going to fight. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. And someone said it was because in elementary school, keep in mind, we were saved together at lunch for like a week and a half. Like, why didn't you bring this up girl? Like what the heck? Oh, uh, in elementary school, I guess she had like a gap in her teeth. So I asked her, and I was like, are you going to get braces for your gap? And the thing about me is I feel like partially I was raised when I was younger by like my grandparents. Cause my mom had me, she was like 19. So my grandparents were a big part of my life, especially my grandma. Um, and my grandma has a different way of thinking, um, uh, about just life and, and things like that. Like she's very into like aliens and reptilians and has like a different view of the entire world. Like when I say that it's like severely different, like I was a mermaid in my past life and George Washington reincarnated. So I grew up like, I don't know if you guys know about that mermaid picture I have of me when I was like eight years old. I literally have a mermaid tail and it's like a painted portrait of me. Um, like that's because my grandmother told me in my past life in the third, I was from the third dimension and I was the queen of the mermaids in that dimension. So when I, when I say this stuff, like, I'm not joking. Uh, but so I was r- around her all the time and she was always like dressing me up in beautiful dresses and heels and telling me to dance and that I was like a queen and stuff like that's where like that queen energy kind of came from. Uh, cause I was like raised by it. But because of that, I wasn't in reality. Like I was told that like, I was like a different, like I was just different. Like I was told that I was like a queen, like I was not fully human. You know what I mean? Like, and that, literally like got into my head like that's the foundation of like how I was raised you know what I mean um and I just think that because of that I would say things to people without realizing that it would hurt their feelings like asking someone like hey you're gonna get braces like I was so young too and I guess young kids do that all the time they're like hey you have pimples on your face and the person's like damn they pointed that out but so yeah like I would say things like that like I but it was not to offend her about her teeth it was to make conversation because I wanted to make a friend you know what I mean I don't know what's worse I'd rather have just been a bitch and been that needy and lonely but anyway so I I did that to her and I also did that to another girl I I looked at like old text messages from when I was super young and I saw I texted this girl and I was like I what level of candy crush are you on and she was like three I was like oh I'm on like 253 but it's because I have a lot of money so you probably can't afford it oh my god no wonder people i don't wonder i didn't have friends i was just such a weird kid like i was just such a weird kid whatever i'm cool now so it's fine but so the girl before that that was gonna try to fight me i remember it was because of that like i had said something in elementary school about her teeth and she waited to tell me and then tried to fight me and i remember like she walked into the library and i was sitting there with another girl and i was like can you believe she's trying to fight me like isn't that so crazy and she walks up behind me and she's like what'd you say ugly bitch And I just stared at her and I didn't say anything. And she like ran off like yelling a little bit and she didn't do anything either. But she was like a big girl. Like she was bigger than me and I was, I I was tall, but she was like beefier than me. Um, so she was like, probably had the capacity to beat my ass at the time, but who knows? Like maybe I had a little bit of crazy in me back then too. I know I definitely did, but I don't know if I would have been able to unlock it in that time. Give me a few shots and I could have taken her ass down. But yeah, so that was just the part of that. But I remember like she called me ugly and I was like kind of startled a bit because I was like, no one's ever called me ugly before. Like, I know you can call me weird and Bigfoot, but you can't call me ugly, honey. And uh, I think that's, like, one of the, something I'm really, really blessed about. Like, you'll never be able to call me ugly because I'm not fucking ugly. 
I'm gorgeous. <laughs> but so yeah, those are like my embarrassing stories in high school and things like that. Someone said story on going to the bathroom in a public place and people hearing you. Actually, I do. I do. I was at the mall with my mom and I really had to go. Like it was like a number two and it was just, there was no time to waste. That was for sure. So I ended up going in there and there is such a big line. So I went in and there was like a huge line after me. So weird. Cause this is one of the bathrooms that no one in the mall even knows about, but I guess at all 85 of us wanted to go at the same time. So I remember being in the bathroom and my mom was kind of like waiting for me, like by the like sinks and my mom is like i don't know if she does because she low he hates me or she's oblivious or what or she wants to embarrass me i don't know but she starts yelling and every time i take too long in the bathroom obviously because i'm taking a fucking shit she wants to sit there and be like why are you taking so long what are you doing in there even when people are in there like doesn't matter what she always does that shit um and i remember like i finished finished my business and I was just like I hold my head high when I walk out even if it smells because I just feel like what the fuck we all take shit sometimes I know it's not ideal that you know it has to be broadcasted but whatever you know it's like whatever I'll never see these people again so I walk out and the woman that goes that's next walks in to the stall and then walks directly back out and waits for the next one (laughs) That, I will say, was embarrassing because at that point, everybody in the bathroom, like, knew to not go into that stall. And I just walked out in front of everybody. So that one was embarrassing. Uh, That one was embarrassing. But I just, like, laughed it off. Like, I was in the mirror washing my hands and I was like, (laughs) trying not to, like, make it worse than it was at the time. But I just, I, I tried to laugh it off. Hopefully it worked and hopefully no one really... Though and I don't know, I I tried to make it funny, so that is that. Now I'm going on to oh my god, Ali Yost is so beautiful. I will just say that for sure. And this red hair vibe that she's in right now is suiting her so well. She seems like such a beautiful soul for sure. And I like her podcast and her podcast Instagram. Um, I get a lot of like motivation off of it because she started her own podcast as well called Girly Pop. I hope we could collab one day, but she's super, super adorable and I will always support her. And she sent me a really nice message recently. and was just like, Hey girl, just so you know, I'm rooting for you. And that was just so sweet. Like that was just very kind. Like she had, she did not need to say that. So that was really sweet of her and she will always be a favorite of mine. Um, but let's see if you guys had any ideas for the probably late for something, uh, podcast. First time you ever dealt with a breakup and then like embarrassed yourself. Um, I've embarrassed myself the, my first two breakups because I was crying and begging for them not to leave me. And that's pretty, that's pretty embarrassing. That's definitely pretty embarrassing. Oh, I feel like a lot of the ones on the podcast Q&A didn't get the memo that it was like about embarrassing stories. They're they're asking me real questions, which I'll screenshot later and then do a separate podcast on that. But that's not necessarily the vibe that we're going for for this one. I'm trying to think if I have any more embarrassing stories. Um, Actually, I do have one, but this is just traumatizing. So this is this is just traumatizing. Uh, I remember I was dating this guy. I guess it's like was kind of sweet, but also traumatizing. I remember I was dating this guy. Uh, I did ended up doing him really dirty, like honestly, like super dirty to the point where like I felt extremely guilty. Um, but I was dating this guy and he was going down on me. And I remember he said he popped his head back up and he was like, there's toilet paper. I don't think any girl could experience a worse, a worse moment. Uh, that really almost took me out, but he was such like a man about it. I guess he was like, I immediately got embarrassed and was like, Oh my God. And tried to like cover myself. And he was like, no, picked it off and then continued. 
if if that doesn't show you something, if that doesn't show you that someone's in love with you, I don't know what 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 he's a he's gonna be a great husband one day in agreement well if he fixes his work ethic his work ethic was so bad and i know he had a rich like mommy and daddy but like he really was just not doing well like smoking weed every day he was a valet driver um and then like i totally did him dirty but then he ended up running off with this gross blonde girl who we both used to make fun of beforehand and she wasn't just gross by how she looked she was just gross and like her energy was just nasty and she was being tossed around the entire campus anyways um i wish him the best he's gonna be a good husband if he gets his shit together one day and again i haven't talked to him or seen him in so many years but of course i i have so much to state so much to say still but i think i'm going to end the podcast here because i've given you enough story times and this is the longest podcast episode i've ever done i feel like it's because i got my second wind when my camera died and i was able to like refilm but thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure to check out my youtube video if you're on audio and make sure to subscribe to the channel and follow me on the podcast instagram at probably late to something because i love getting to know you more and thank you again for being here and supporting me i really want to make this podcast something good and something big and something that i i enjoy doing and that you guys enjoy watching and, and listening to so i love you guys so much thank you for staying tuned have a good night